This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back, folks. We're here. The Field of 68's Best Bets show. Three Man Weaves here to host. We're presented by Bet Rivers. A little bit of a two-day break there. Kind of an ugly schedule yesterday with the college football championship taking the big headlines in college sports. But Kai, they gave us some good games today. No extra board, no beating around the bush, just a lot of good headliners. But before we get to those, any takeaways for you from yesterday or even going all the way back to Saturday or Sunday, given that we've been off? I got a couple takeaways here, Jim. How about Iowa? Wow. Winning at the rack, outright against Rutgers, a lesson Learned an overreaction, perhaps, maybe, maybe. In all seriousness, a crazy good win for them. will be interesting to see how their season plays out going forward. The unpredictableness of Saturday was uh, turned up to 11, I would say. Some really weird results, Matt, including Wazoo quietly beating Arizona at Arizona. No one told uh, me. One that went under my radar for sure. And then just one, of course, many of weird results that we saw on Saturday and Sunday. Yep, it's a good team. It's a team I gave up on too soon and has uh, cost me money accordingly, which is a a very common story that's emerged this year, Kai. I'll throw it over to Jim real quick for a takeaway slash question. Who's the better team in Iowa, Iowa State or Iowa? Uh, I think it's Iowa State. Um, Just been more impressed with them lately. Iowa's had so many ups and downs. Remember, Iowa lost Eastern Illinois. Like That that just has to stick in your head, like the quad five loss that they took Mm -hmm. there. Um, but Iowa State, uh, impressive. And somebody, Chris G mentioned in the chat, road teams in the Big 12, 5-0 and on Saturday. One of the leagues that we yeah. respect home court the most. That was rather shocking. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of Big 12 after the first chat mob break. That'll be second half of the show. So maybe we'll just completely discount home. Uh, my quick takeaway was just mid-major mayhem. Uh, some powerhouses lost. Vermont lost to New Hampshire for the first time since 2015. They had won <laughs> wow. 15 straight against New Hampshire. Lost on the road there. Uh, Bryant also went down in that league. UMass Lowell got blown out by Albany. Those were supposed to be the powerhouses. Liberty, the ASUN powerhouse, lose to Eastern Kentucky. Texas Southern's 0-4 in the SWAC. There's a lot of craziness going on right now. It's tough to track, but we're doing our best. Uh, All right, let's get into the outline, though. We're starting in the ACC. Matthew, your boys, the Tar Heels. I know you're just a huge diehard fan, lifelong. They are headed to Virginia. Virginia laying four and a half at Bet Rivers. I just got to say this right off the bat, Matthew. Virginia is one and nine against the spread in their last 10 games. Only wow. cover was home against Georgia Tech. They have really struggled since the Vegas opening performance, and they were overinflated in some of the preseason analytical rankings that I think boosted their lines. Are you buying, or I guess I'll word this differently, do you agree that Virginia is still overvalued and we should be selling them? A little bit, yeah. Like you look at that MTE in Vegas, Baylor. Illinois, Virginia, three of those teams have, uh, you know, if you shorted those stocks after that MTE, you 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 may not like bandits where UCLA, yeah. the fourth team, has really skyrocketed. And UCLA so, went 0-2 there, the only one. Yeah, 0-2, exactly. So it's just been a complete change of direction for both teams. Um, yeah, I still have questions about Virginia's offense. Like a lot of the same stuff that emerged last year hasn't been solved this year from what I watch at least. I think they're better this season. There's no question about that. But 
uh, against a North Carolina team that's basically the same, well, sorry, mostly the same nucleus that destroyed them twice last season, granted, not at John Paul Jones. Uh, George, run a show here. Come on, act professional. Um, <laughs> I hard lean UNC. I think the number's way too high. Four and a half, I think it's be closer to three. Wanted to take UNC money line. If it gets to five, I might take it with the spread. I don't know. I feel like I'm sort of a dolt if I fade Tony Bennett at home in a fairly desperate spot, right? Well, Hubert's 2-0 against Tony Bennett. Uh, surely that can't last very long. I, I would assume it wouldn't. The The coaching edge, in my opinion, is pretty stark. Uh, it's also tough to beat a really disciplined team like Virginia when you're a really undisciplined team. Like this version of Virginia can absolutely take advantage of, of this UNC team. Unlike last year when we saw Virginia kind of struggle for the entire year. They're going to entice the UNC guards to take really bad shots all game. And if they're missing, I think they walk away with this game pretty easily. Also, Shedrick, plus him plus the pack line, it's pretty good defense against Armando Baycott. Their, their offense is solid enough to score, assuming we have a fully healthy Beekman. I actually lean towards UNC, uh, UVA here, Jim. Yep, I too, actually. I, I, just, I think that matchup angle you uh, highlighted is huge. Like UNC's whole thing is they don't guard off the ball. They're lazy. They don't like getting around screens. And they're mm-hmm. going to have to do that for 25 seconds every time against a team that runs maybe the, you know some of the crispest motion in, in the country. I, I just see Caleb Love's guy getting open shots time after time after time. Mm-hmm. Shedrick's emergence as like a true rim protector, dominant rebounder, gives them at least uh, some battle with Baycott inside. And they do have Cafaro as a second body if you need one. Like they've got guys to throw at him. I think the matchup sets up pretty well for Virginia here, despite that they're, uh, you know, kind of low lately. Also, if you go through North Carolina when they play slower games, just not as good. They, they, they are better when they get to run and kind of be free-flowing and get offense that way. They're not a half-court execution team, and Virginia's going to drag them into that. So I, I do lean towards the Cavs. Tony Betty getting his first W against Hubert Davis. We'll see, though. Elusive. Yeah, the, that elusive win. All right, we'll go Big Ten now. My Badgers, Wisconsin, uh, now a home dog. There's been some movement on this line. <laughs> Michigan State laying one in the Kohl Center. Kai has certainly a lot to do with Tyler Wall. Yes, I've got the efficiency splits. I'll hold those for uh, for now. But he's very, very important to this handicap, yes? Oh, yeah, he is the handicap. Market seems to think he's out. Even the opening was pretty low, in my opinion. Uh, if he's out, clearly massively important. I think the spread makes a bit of sense if that's the case, but if he's in spreads nuts, Badgers should never be a dog at home in this situation. If fully healthy, he is probably worth five or six points to the line. So again, where it's at right now, assuming he's out, you kind of see how that, how that's the case, Matt, the Badgers hung with Illinois. They ultimately tailed off. They didn't hit free throws. Illinois got white hot. Tyler wall is obviously their best player on both ends of the floor. It, they they couldn't quite get it done against Illinois. I think they can hang around with Sparty if he's out, but I would not be backing them, Matt. Um, Sparty's been rolling right now without, excuse me, with Malik Hall back in the lineup. It's not really a team I'm looking to fade right now. So it's definitely wall predicated. If he's in, I'm leaning Badgers. If he's out, probably lean Sparty, probably stay away. Yeah, Malik Hall back is huge, but A.J. Hogar playing well is even more important. Like, the whole question mark with Michigan State this season, I guess they had two, was, you know, who is their interior enforcer? Can they find a rim protector? And, you know, unsurprisingly, Izzo's kind of cobbled together, uh, you know, a group up there. So I think they're fine. We shouldn't have doubted that. I think we were right to doubt the point guard play. Um, And maybe we're still right to doubt it. But as of now, Hogard's playing tremendously. Over his last, what, four games, he is 25, pardon me, 33 assists to... Six turnovers, 
um, and he scored them all pretty efficiently, getting them out in transition when they need to. I just think Michigan State's kind of a very, very covertly under the radar by low right now. Not like a ton of upside to like be an elite team, um, but just with the weather playing as a connected unit and against Wisconsin, who even if they were to get ball back tonight, um, does he integrate seamlessly? I still think there's other issues on this team. I'll continue to beat the drum of Wisconsin is a little bit overrated, um, but I'm definitely not going to back a road favorite Sparty team at the Kohl Center. I just can't get behind that. Yeah, even if Wall plays, he's not going to be full strength. Like, he hasn't practiced at all. So it would just be like, all right, man, hope you feel good enough. And I could see him maybe good early with the adrenaline, and I'm sure they'll, you know, shoot some cortisone into him or something, and he'll feel great. But then as time goes, I would think his effectiveness will wear down. And, yeah, Sparty's been so much better with Malik Hall in the lineup. They're 3-0 against the spread since he returned. We know they were really, really solid to start the year with their their grueling gauntlet to start the season. I think they are just a different team with him in there. They've got a lot more lineup optionality. They can go small ball or play the Sissoko big lineup. You get less Jackson Kohler minutes now that Malik Hall is back. I think that is good for Sparty. Uh, so I kind of lean towards uh, Spartans on the road here if Wall is out. If he's in there kind of ham- hampered running around, it's just I'm going to sit out and, and not get against the uh, the Cole Center juju. Uh, all right, next up, Auburn at Mississippi going to the SEC. Auburn, another very short road favorite. That will be a theme of the first half of this mm-hmm. outline. Auburn minus one and a half. Matthew going to Ole Miss. I don't really trust Auburn as a road favorite right now. Look what they did at Georgia. What do you think? I'm just not checking the updated number. It got bet up to Florida – Minus two. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Auburn. They just played Florida. That's why I'm looking at the wrong game, Jim. I I apologize. Uh, I don't know. Auburn, just a team I don't really want to back. But I mean, Kyle Ole Miss is probably in worse form than Auburn right now, all things considered. Like, part of me looks at that Tennessee first 25 minutes, like, wow, really inspiring effort from Landshark. Like, they can kind of defend. They can be feisty at the rim when they need to be. Um, but the offense really can hit some. Um, some dry spells, and it did it against Tennessee, as it, you know, as we expect, and against this Auburn defense that can protect the rim. Um, no doubt about that. That I, I worry about them scoring here as well. A lot of conflicting factors here. I do lean Ole Miss. I think it's. Uh, I thought the opener was a little bit high. I think the money's on the right side here, bringing it down to Auburn minus one and a half from Auburn minus three. But again, in no race, in no rush to go back, uh, Land Shark right now. Yeah, Auburn on the road is is very very different uh, than Auburn at home. Um, lost to Georgia by 12 on the road. And then a couple of days later, they beat Arkansas by 13. It's a really weird team to, to try to peg. I think the home and road splits kind of is how you do it. In which case, I'm not really looking to back Auburn here, Jim. Am I looking to back Ole Miss? They're winless in SEC play. Maybe a little bit of an advantage there. And their only home game they played looked pretty good against Tennessee. Uh, I think they're capable of winning this game. I'm not super confident in this one, Jim. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a, a good read on either one of these teams. Ole Miss, especially, uh, just that offense is so streaky. Like even the Tennessee game within it, they scored a bunch, like twenty eight early, and then they scored, I think, like twenty four the rest of the game or something. Like they just really can tail off and go through monster droughts. And against a team that takes away easy baskets like Auburn, that's concerning. So as much as I want to fade Auburn here, uh, fade road Auburn, I don't know if Ole Miss is the team to do it. Uh, I would like to get more points than just one and a half. Like you have to win outright. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to sit that one out. I, I will, I will sit that out. Oh, and to mention, yes, Dacian Ruffin has played eight straight games. He has, he has played double digit minutes in all of them. I don't know what to say, Scott, like look at the box scores, game logs. He's in all of them. He's not healthy. Clearly something's up there. Kai, you not, talked about this, but right? He's yeah. on the court and he's, he's on the he court. Hasn't played. So I don't know. What he's like, 
He's he has been invisible. <laughs> he has basically been invisible. I'll give him that. Well, he's uh, changed his role. He comes off the bench now. That's his yep. role. Yep, because he, he doesn't have the same explosion. You watch and you can just tell it's not the same thing. Uh, I but like Alabama. They, they're coming off a defense gauntlet. You play Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi State's defenses in a row. Like maybe you're prepared for a defense that can kind of get lackadaisical on the road. We'll see. All right, the other SEC game that Matt was anxious to talk about, Florida on the road at LSU. Man, Kai, I don't know about the Florida team, team that we were high on early in the season, but they've played eight top 100 games. They are one and seven <laughs> oh, against gosh. the spread in those games, one and seven outright. They just don't seem to have another gear offensively against quality competition. I don't love LSU that much this year either, but at home, I think they're backable. They were able to beat Arkansas at home. I'm leaning towards the Tigers here. Am I crazy? No, I don't really have a good side in this one. It's 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 put up or shut up time for Florida, Matt, is what I will say. Like Jim said, like zero good wins. They need this game to stay near 500 in the SEC, pick up a road victory. LSU's dropped two straight, a very disappointing road effort against AM. I was on LSU in that game. I was very disappointed to see them not cover or even get close against a banged up AM team. There's not much to this handicap. I think there's two pretty evenly matched teams here. I think there's maybe a sense that LSU has the numer- numerical advantage if you think they're even, and I kind of think they do, and they're a two-point dog right now to a Florida team I don't really trust. I guess I lean sort of LSU on the number here, Matt, but my gut did lean Florida initially, so I stayed away. Hey, well, that's where my gut uh, That's where my gut was investing. I took Florida at plus one. I was reading the, uh, the, the board one. Uh, hey, George, still doing a show here, big guy. We're very live here. Um, but... I think Florida's the right side. I do. LSU at home doesn't scare me. I know they play Arkansas close. They played Arkansas close because they zoned Arkansas. Arkansas can't solve a zone. Florida's not a good shooting team, but I don't think yeah. Florida's going to have the same issues Arkansas had against the zone. I think Todd Golden will at least have a better plan than I think Musselman came in sort of off, kind of caught off guard by that. And that really like swung the pendulum in LSU's favor. Every other game besides the Arkansas game, what's LSU done? It's been impressive. It's been basically nothing. So not scared of, or not scared of LSU at all at home. Uh, I am very aware that I'm probably stubbornly backing Florida too late in the year when we've seen plenty of evidence that they're just not that good. But here I am taking them plus one. Hey, LSU almost won at Kentucky. Eh, that's not impressive. They almost beat Kansas impressive. State on a neutral floor. That has aged really, really well. Yeah, um, Kansas State's weird. <laughs> you just hate Kansas State. My God. They're weird. Um, Florida, yeah. Butler, I just, Butler I... waxed K-State, just for the record. Butler handled K-State. We need to think about that, guys. Uh, Florida it has had no offensive plan all year, Matt, unfortunately. So I don't really trust them to come in and have an offensive plan against changing defenses. They've looked really bad. They just look lost for extended stretches pretty much every game offensively. They don't have a lot of talent offensively, frankly. Castleton's a great piece inside, but like Lofton is more of a gamer manager at the point guard spot. The wing talent isn't like, you know, pop, popping off the page with shooting ability. Bonham's the only guy that can get in the lane consistently, and he's 5'10", struggles to finish against SEC size. I just don't really trust them right now. Uh, should mention rematch from the NCAA tournament last mm-hmm. year. Todd Golden, Matt McMahon, both promoted after that really wild 7-10 game. I'm sure there's a little revenge on the mind of the yes. Florida staff there <laughs> after they, they went down there. But uh, I'm just not sure they're capable of getting that revenge. And I don't, I don't think the players are as motivated. So we'll see. Yeah, players don't care. It's a good point. All right, let's get to the first chat mob section. Kai, you are my czar today. What do you got for us? Yes, a fantastic game that didn't make the rundown in the MAC, guys. Lots of questions on Toledo, Kent State. This one did get down to like three, three and a half. Now it's back up to four at Bet Rivers in favor of Kent State. Matt, do you have a side in this one? 
You know, I like Toledo. I think I said in our group chat a few weeks ago, I still think Toledo is the better team than Kent State. I have revised that take to now that they're basically equals. And so look at the current line, Kai. Kent State minus four implies that the market sees them at about the same. Kent State's been awesome, but look at their last few games. Um, Not as dominant, perhaps bored, perhaps looking ahead to this um, marquee showdown with Toledo team they've dominated uh, or did dominate last year. I like Toledo, though, Jim, with uh, with Mr. Cochran back in the lineup. A little more toughness, a little physicality. I, you were the guy all over last year that this team is way better against Toledo because of the physicality and the, the edge in the paint. So I actually, I like Kent State. I feel like you you had this figured out last year and now you're going away from it. Kent State, I don't think they're as dominant up front this year. They're a little different. A little more pressure focused, not as like imposing defense. up fronts. They, they do play, play defense, defense, yeah. They have the same DNA, I guess, but they're not as dominant up front as they were last year. Yeah, fair. That was all right, shot. Jim, for Matthew, we have Utah State and Wyoming. Yes, Wyoming is still missing a lot of guys. The spread, though, is 10 points. It's, it's big. They are missing Noah Reynolds, Brendan Wenzel, Kenny Foster, Graham E.K., Hunter Thompson, five-year eight, probably top eight rotation guys, five-year top nine. They are a complete mash unit. But Utah State's not going to have Ryland Jones. He might. There's a chance he has to medically retire. He's had a lot of concussions, and he looked bad at Boise, like just completely lost. They're saying undisclosed, and I mean, I think we all know what it is. So that takes out a key initiator for that offense. That said, they just missed every shot that was wide open against Boise State. Like it, uh, I watched yes. it. It was ridiculous. They couldn't make a thing. I think they get a much better shooting performance at home against a shorthanded Wyoming team. I would lean towards the Aggies, even at that number. Wyoming stuck with San Diego State. That was surprising. M- yeah, more on them in a bit. Uh, Illinois, Nebraska, Matthew from Ryan A. Nebraska, three and a half point home dogs against the Illini. Who you got? Just, I was going to bet this after the show. I was hoping it would sit at two and a half. I think Illinois is the right side here, up to three and a half. Like, I don't think they're solved or anything, but I think winning at home against Wisconsin, watching that game, they at least seem like connected and like bought in or whatever. The Sky Clark defection, I think, can only be a positive. Um, maybe some internal locker room stuff there. At least we have some, uh, some hearsay on that. And I think they're starting to guard a little better. They're getting, uh, their young guards more reps, tighter rotation. They've struggled in Lincoln historically, but I still think it's the right side. Jim from Ted, Colorado State and Air Force. He asks about the under. Another person asked about the game in general. So what do you think? Um, it made the number about what it is on the side. Nine points, uh, yes. Yeah, Colorado State maybe trending up a little as they get healthier with Lake and Tavi Jackson back in there. But I respect this Air Force team, especially getting close to double digits. I think they're kind of a feisty dog. I know they didn't cover against Utah State at home, but they – Snuck inside the number at San Diego State. They've been solid. They're not going to be worried about elevation. They play at it as well. Uh, total, I actually I usually like Air Force unders, Kai, because of the Princeton and, and the zone, but they don't zone anymore. They play switching yeah. man-to-man, and they're not as good at it. Uh, so Weird I, choice. Away. Yeah. Weird choice by Joe Scott. Um, from Harry and a couple others here, Murray State, Northern Iowa. The spread has not moved, which uh, worries me a little bit because I'm on Murray State plus three and a half. Uh, usually we don't see CLV. It's a bad sign, but yeah, I think Murray can uh, can handle you and I today. That that's my my long and short of it, I suppose. Yeah, Murray coming from Drake Smith has been back, right? Or he came back. Jamari Smith yeah, is I, back from Murray State. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I thought they might be down one more. Whatever. It's a short travel from Drake. I think they play well. But I'm with you, Kai. All right. Yeah, it's you. about it's less than two hour drive from Drake. A little less home, maybe. We'll see. Uh, from Matthew again, Seton Hall in Georgetown. Wow, what a Big East matchup. Bryson Mazzone, Matthew, Brandon Murray, and Jay Heath are three guys that missed last game for Georgetown. 
Saddest TBD today. Who do you, who do you like in this one? Nine, 10 point spread. I've been liking Seton Hall too much this year, but I somehow like Georgetown here. What would, what did Georgetown close at home against Xavier like two weeks ago? Like around 10, right? Yeah. It's close. Yeah, but if all I mean, those guys are gone, you can't bet Georgetown. Yeah, I don't know. I just think Georgetown plays to like the same level regardless of who plays, and they typically play up to competition when they do play well. I don't know. I feels like this is a good spot to back Georgetown. That's all I'll say. That's all Georgetown's I'll say. last three lost by 29 to Butler, 16 to Nova, 22 to Marquette. Like they just haven't been able to play up anymore. Like they, I think it's that they're up at insane. half against Marquette. I don't know. They've shown signs, but you're right. It's a full 40 they, minutes, and Georgetown can off. give up a 14 up, maybe first half Georgetown. That's my revised take. Yeah, I think they were like tied with Villanova at halftime too. They've been really bad in second half lately. Brandon Murray's really, really good. That's what I, I don't think you can bet them without him. Uh, last one, then we'll go back to the rundown. Tennessee, Jim, and Vanderbilt from Luke. This spread is obviously huge. I think it's uh, 18 points at Bet Rivers. Anything there? I actually lean towards Vandy. You know, I, Ooh, I, I think it's too. probably crazy, but it is like an in-state rivalry game. Vandy's been fairly competent lately since they moved Magnon, Robbins, and Wright to the bench. Their bench mob—that's like kind of the, the branding they're going with. They've been pretty solid. Uh, maybe should have won at Mizzou. Arguably, uh, they they controlled a lot of uh, parts of that game, especially the first half. Tennessee's awesome though. So, like, what am I doing? recommending fading yes tennessee might be the best team in college basketball we'll talk about that later so will we when we talk will about we? that oh. uh i might bring it up okay. as i handicap another uh chat mob question here as okay. a tangent uh i'll, I'll all talk right. about it we'll, we'll go back to the rundown then i have more more chat questions after this all right big 12 time we're talking big 12 there's only three tonight i was hoping i could fill a whole section with four big 12 games but we'll start with matt's favorite purple wildcats oklahoma state at kansas state K-State laying five and a half here. Uh, Musa Cisse's status is huge for Oklahoma State. They have like a 15 point per 100 possession gap when he plays versus when he doesn't. He is completely game time decision. He dressed last game but did not warm up or play. Matthew, is that the swing factor for you on a handicap? Or are you just already like screw K-State, you're fading them because you're psycho? (laughs) No, I actually almost back K-State here. I think Oklahoma State's terrible without Cisse. Like, I mean, I know they competed with Texas, but I thought Texas helped them stay in that game. They were completely inept on offense. And as important as Cisse is on defense, and he's instrumental defensively, I actually think he's a big offensive uh, boost as well. because Lob threat dunk stuff. Yeah, lob threat dunk. He helps get them easy baskets, and easy baskets are hard to come by for a team that cannot (laughs) shoot at all. And it was glaringly apparel against Texas. Uh, Against West Virginia was not pretty, and Kansas was just sort of, I think they caught Kansas a little bit sleepy off the break. Um, I actually like K-State. I'm not going to take it at a stale number, that's for sure, but um, I I do lean their way. Yeah, Yeah, well, it opened five. It's been five. I thought it's been three and a half. Okay, I'm going to go wrong. Yeah, K-State's definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, I admit they're a very good team. Boom, done. Five and a half points, though. Come on. If C stays in, it can't be five and a half. Just can't. I agree with that, though. If, if he's point. in, if he's in, it's Oklahoma State for me. Um, they do have ball handling issues. It will be exposed at the octagon of doom. But if he's in, five and a half is too much. If he's out, sure. K State or, or stay away. Oklahoma State's a tough team, man. They're, they're one of the best defensive teams in the country. They're going to make it a war. Um, so I, I would lean their way if C is in. But again, Jim, not stepping in front of the Cats if he's out of the game. Yeah, I'm the buyer of K-State out of these guys. Like, I think it's real and legit. I watch them, and I'm just like, they're super well coached. They know who they are. They know who they're, like, three miles to feet are, and they get those guys good shots in good spots. Uh, I make it six with Cissé in, 
So if he's out, I'll probably jump on the Wildcats if I can get like a good enough number at some point. Although, of course, maybe maybe I'm uh, overvaluing Big 12 home, as we mentioned, Saturday. It was not yeah. super beneficial for the home teams. All right, next up, though, we've got one of the, the best, should be the best, one of the best home courts in the conference. Hilton Magic, Hilton Coliseum. Should have students starting to filter back in here. Iowa State hosting Texas Tech. Tie massive injury questions. And this one, mm-hmm. we know Jazz Koontz is out for Iowa State. But on the other side, yeah. Texas Tech, Bacho and Pop Isaacs missed last game. Maybe we'll see one or both this time. What are you thinking with this one? Yeah, Jazz Koontz apparently doesn't matter. Uh, Iowa State 3-0 straight up <laughs> without him in, in the game like as, as dogs. Uh, yeah, Matt, another spot I think is borderline insane. Without injury considerations, six points. Bacho and Isaacs, you have to know if they're in. If they're out, I like Iowa State. If they're in, I like Texas Tech. They're hungry for a win. They're 0-3 in the Big 12. And they've played really well, I think, in Big 12 games so far. TCU yeah. by six on the road, they led in that game. KU by three at home, they led in that game. Oklahoma in overtime, shorthanded. I think they're on the cusp, even when they're not healthy. But I'm not stepping in front of Iowa State with a shorthanded team. I'm not a Texas Tech guy, but I'm with you, Kai. They've played pretty well in Big 12 play, and I think the line's a little high here. There's a couple of sixes floating out there. Um, I I would advise scooping up some of that if you can find it. I just think that it's way too high. For, I mean, Iowa State's awesome. Like, we're not denying that. They played terrific. Awesome. They continue to shatter expectations. Um, but expecting them to beat Texas Tech by six, that seems like too rich for my blood. Yep, agreed. These teams played one of the ugliest games in the last year, that's right. Last yeah. year at, at Hilton, it was like 51 to 47 on 68 possessions or something. It was just gruesome shooting. I think we could see something similar here. The one thing that's scaring me on the under, uh, I did take it small, but I'm scared that both teams turn the ball over. And you could get a lot of free baskets going the other way that kind of boost the offenses. If both have to play in the half court, I don't think they'll score, even if Isaacs is in there as kind of the, the shooter spacer for Texas Tech. But uh, if you get too many transition buckets, that can that can really hurt the under. All right, one more Big 12 game here. Kansas hosting Oklahoma. Uh, the Jayhawks coming off two straight Big 12 road wins. We know how difficult that is. Um, Matchup-wise here, I have a little bit of a lean to the Jayhawks, Matthew. I'll justify it in a second, but I want to hear your opinion first. I thought the price is a little bit short on the opener. Um, got that up to 10.5, but my gut was screaming Oklahoma. It just seemed like a little bit too high for against Porter Moser. It just seems like he's a coach, why he, why they play way they execute, um, and they are fairly desperate here for a win. I, I would be shocked to see KU run OU out of the building, even though I think they're awesome. I think there is a very clear talent gap here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the price is, I think, almost reflected. Uh, that that part is reflected in the price, in my opinion. I think it should be close to, like, 12. Ooh, 12, yeah. I mean, it feels high to me. Uh, you don't have a high, good, okay. This is a pretty good team to be catching double digits, e- even at fog. Um, right. But we are at fog, so I- I'm staying away. K's been nothing short of spectacular this year on, on both ends. It, it shouldn't really have an issue, Jim, with Oklahoma's floor spacing. I mean, they have mobile fours and fives that they just play all game. KJ Adams, Jan Wilson yeah, can stick with worried. anybody on the perimeter. So that that's really not an advantage for Oklahoma like it usually is. Uh, I, I do lean KU in a vacuum, but I can't lay 10 here. I just can't. Yeah, it's a it's a steep number, but I'm kind of with Matt. I thought the under was a little short and and backed it at nine and a half, ten and a half is a little dice here. Uh, but I, I probably would still lean Kansas way. Uh, Kai, I think that mobile fours and fives is huge. Like Groves being able to spread the floor is usually a major advantage for Oklahoma and KJ Adams. Like does not worry about that. He's totally fine out there. 
Uh, Oklahoma's defense, a Moser team, they're all about like going under ball screens, which ends up forcing a lot of isolation because you're not getting anything moving towards the rim. I think KU can score in isolation against this team. Uh, that's that's typically a great move against teams without offensive options. But McCuller, Dick, Wilson can score 1v1, uh, particularly whoever's not guarded by Jalen Hill. He's like the only wing athlete that, o- that Oklahoma has with size. I think the other two, whoever are not guarded by Hill, will have pretty strong days. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely leading Kansas both early number and just matchup as I look at this game. Uh, only worry with Kansas. I wrote this down. I want to make sure I say it. Complacency back home after two yeah. road wins. You could see it being a little like the Oklahoma State game where they just kind of yep. hung around till the end That's and were able to get right. the victory. Yep. So spot is a concern. All right. Let's head west to Viejas, San Diego State hosting Nevada. This is a battle atop the Mountain West here, guys. Big one for anybody with San Diego State futures. Raise his hand um, in the Mountain West. So hoping they can get a big victory against Nevada here. Matthew, do you think the show is there in full force? Do you think the Aztecs take care of business? Very torn on this game. Obviously, I'm the Nevada uh, expert of this show. Um, Nine did feel high for this version of Nevada, which is big, long, tough, and in some ways built to compete with this Aztec team. But on the other side of the coin, we just watched Oklahoma – I'm sorry – uh, Houston smash Cincinnati in a similar type of like, well, Cincinnati's built similar to Houston so they can withstand Houston. But if that's your strength and you're going strength. Uh-oh, Matthew. Oh, it's Matt said. Nice. I think George must have pulled the plug. He was sick of getting chirped at by Matthew. <laughs> so he pulled it. Uh, Kai, what do, what do you think of, of uh, Nevada at San Diego State? Well, San Diego State's on my shit list for being oh. un- unable to handle the shorthanded Wyoming team. Is Matt back? Not I'm yet. back. You guys froze. Oh, He's back. You froze. you froze. I froze. You're the freezer. Sweet. Me. <laughs> Who do you like? Who do you like real quick? Uh, Nevada plus nine. A little okay. bit. Thanks. Nine and a half. That rivers. Um, oh, I more. Yeah. San Diego State not being able to handle Wyoming. <laughs> I'm missing five guys and really just three, I suppose, with the other two guys being out for a while. That was on the road, but still allowing 75 points. That situation was terrible. Nevada's no pushover. Spread does seem high. I think it's worth noting, Jim, that you mentioned is for first place right now in the Mountain West. Kind of cool. Interesting little side note. My take is the over, though, guys. It's my best bet. Uh, At 138 at Bet Rivers, I think both teams play with pace offensively, and they've been uh, very efficient this year. Usually you see a slower team in these Mountain West battles. At least one team likes to play slow offensively. Not today. Both teams like to run up and down. So hopefully the pace is pretty good. Hopefully the efficiency is high, and it goes over 138. Yep, I like that, Kai. Um, it does feel like like high stakes. Nevada can hang around inside of uh, what Matt was saying, a little bit of a high number. The one caveat I'm going to give San Diego State a little credit for, Kai, is that apparently they had bad travel to get to Wyoming. Of course. Like, and, and that could have messed with the effort against, like you said, a mega shorthanded team that lost Wenzel mid-game. Like, that should have been a smash spot, and they just weren't able to get it done at high altitude. Uh, but I, I do still think they're the best team in the Mountain West, and they show it today, maybe not a – emphatic 20 point win but a win we'll see about the cover i'm not betting this game but hopefully there's a ton of points for mr McEwen's best bet all right before we get matt and i's best bets let's do chat mob part two kai hit us with some questions all right aaron's asking about central michigan and northern illinois good luck finding information on central michigan's guards gyms arzuela missed last game they were favored by well it's basically a pick right now bet rivers yeah, and Boopy's been out forever. Boopy Miller, 
I don't know how you can back them without both those guys. They really lack shot creation, yeah. although they were competent uh, without them. But I would lean towards Northern Illinois if both those guys are out. Matthew in the Mac as well. Buffalo and Miami of Ohio. Buffalo is a three and a half point favorite on the road. Eh, it seems like Miami's defense is improving, Kai. I actually have hope for my Red Hawks, but uh, I I still think Buffalo is the right play here. So Buffalo is not the Mac team that we saw of old, but it's a team that can beat the lower drags of the Mac when they have the athleticism edge. I think that's the case here. This is one of my gross high total unders. Ugh. From, I'm sorry, I want, Andrew, Eastern Michigan, <laughs> Western Michigan. Jim, Western Michigan favored by two and a half in a game that I have no interest in, personally. Yep, I will not bet don't a bet side on an Eastern Michigan game probably for the rest of the season. I just I don't think they're trustworthy or able to figure out when they're going to show up. Hey, they're playing another Michigan school. Maybe they'll show up. I don't Maybe. know. We'll find out. Uh, I do kind of like the under. It got bet down big yesterday, but then it's been bet back up today, the, the, the total. Mm. It got down from like mm. 149 to 145 and a half. It's back up to 147, 148 in some places. So Now it's back to uh, 146. So the, I think the under money is winning. Well, I took the worst number of, of available That's on the tough. under. So we'll That's see. tough. Matthew, more Mac. Couple more Mac. No, just last last Mac. Just kidding. I'm a Mac guy. From Matt that's B. My, that's my by lead. the way, my playground. Matt B. Thanks for the avatars. Very cool. Very fun. Yes. Oh, well like done, Matty B. Uh, Ball State at Ohio. Ohio minus two right now at the Rivers. This one kind of hit me in the face. I like Ohio. Um, I haven't bet it yet. I feel like there's some weird movement. Wondering if I missed an injury or something with Ohio. Um, but I, I do think it's a good spot to back them. Owen two in league play. Um, I know Ball State's been my baby all year, but they were lucky when that Akra game. I was lucky to cover that game. Just a foul fest down the stretch. It was a complete gross affair. I think Castaneda probably plays in some uh, plays a little bit tonight. Different. Game. Oh, sorry. He plays for Akron. You're Who talking is... Ball State and Ohio. Oh, right. They just played Akron. That's right. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about Akron later. I like Ohio tonight. Minus two. That's all I have. All right. In the Valley for Matthew. Belmont and Valpo, Jim. Valpo is a plus five home dog. I lean towards Valpo. I saw they're one of the worst ATS teams in the country. I said, no thanks, Valpo. What do you think? Yeah, I think we're just having a hard time quantifying how bad they are. I I backed them against Drake to start league play, and they covered. And I like felt so lucky for winning that I have not gone back to the well. It's like I I don't don't think it's a team I'm really going to trust. I do kind of like the over, though. I think there's going to be possessions up and down this one. Belmont's bringing that. Belmont and Murray really are bringing that more up-tempo style to uh, to this league. Matt, your favorite team in the entire world, the South Carolina Gamecocks, are on the road at Kentucky, and they're catching 20 points. <laughs> what do you think? Did you, get, did you guys laugh when I bet South Carolina last game? I was like, I put that bet yes. into the shake. Kai probably laughed at me. Tennessee was about like 20-2 to two within five minutes. Um, I do like South Carolina here tonight. Why is Kentucky taking money? I don't understand. I know South Carolina got boat raced by Tennessee. That's Tennessee. Tennessee and Kentucky are like, Completely different chasms right now. Um, however, I did read some quotes that Paris questioned the effort and buy-in of some of his players. Whenever I read stuff like that, I always kind of run for the hills. So I didn't play it. I think South Carolina's a winning bet tonight. That's all I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Kentucky can't cover a number, but Kentucky. South Carolina is pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, they uh, did they cover Louisville? Uh, we, we backdoored the plus 23 and a half. Yeah, plus 23. plus 23. So is, yeah, is South Carolina three points better than Louisville? Yes, they are. The answer is yes, they are better than Louisville. I honestly yes. don't know, <laughs> don't know that, the answer to that question. Uh, Jim, St. John's, Butler, Big East matchup, minus three and a half, St. John's. 
I have a hard time figuring out St. John's uh, really impressive effort last time out. I, I thought that was, uh, you know, tip of the cap type of type of stuff from them. Butler also though, effort has waxed and waned this year. Like you can watch some of their games and it's like, they're not engaged. Eric Hunter has yep. been particularly poor at point guard. That can be against St. John's pressure. Terrible. So yeah, Matt, I, I know you're angry about backing Butler a lot this year. Uh, any thoughts, any extra thoughts? No, I was going to back Butler and just completely passed. And I, I gave them a pretty serious downgrade in my ratings. I haven't been that impressed. They're the problem is that they're trying to bring all these new pieces together at the wrong time. So it's just adding another problem to an already, you know, faulty car, I guess. They can't beat good teams. No. I know they beat K-State, but they, they have a, yeah, so is they K-State have, a good team. They have a real maybe quitting. that's the one outlier result for both teams, man. Yeah. Let's do that. Maybe Texas real, defense sucks. Baylor's defense sucks. Both are they have a quitting issue. They have a quitting issue. They quit during games. If they get down early, they quit. There's no hope of coming back. I think that's their issue. Maybe that's coaching. I like that motto. I don't know. Maybe it's attitude. Something. Temple at Tulsa. Matthew Temple is taking money. They are minus four on the road. Temple is my lean. I, I don't know. Temple kind of has eluded me all season, but this this line feels very low to me. I lean Temple as well. Yeah, they've been Jim, kind of whack-a-mole. But... In the A10, VCU is on the road against Loyola. Minus three and a half. VCU and our Chicago A10 team. Uh, who do you like? I think Loyola is terrible. They are really, really bad. Um, They've played some shorthanded teams and still had bad efforts. I think some of their best efforts have been total aberrational shooting performances. Like they blew out Stanford because they shot the lights out. They still turn the ball over like crazy. That can be a problem against VCU athletic defense. That would be Rams or nothing for me. Oh, they blew out Clemson. Sorry. I have to correct you because I had a losing ticket. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's true. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stanford came to shot. Yeah. I think Loyola is in shambles. I like VCU as well. Finally, Matthew, Fresno State at San Jose State. The uh, Spartans are minus three. Any thoughts? I can't have San Jose State favored in a conference game against one of the better teams. Just can't do it. But uh, you think Fresno is one of the better teams? I think they're a middle of the road team. Yeah, I do. Well, that's um, different. Who are they better than in the league? Uh, who's a host, who's in the league? They're better than better than uh, Air Force. Are they better? Yeah, than, they are. Are they better they're, than Wyoming right now? Maybe. Yes. Okay, fine. Yeah, Fresno. They, they, San Jose State should not be fared by many slash any team in the Mountain West, no matter where they're playing. And I love San Jose State, and I love Tim Miles. I just can't justify a minus three. I think this is a bad line. I would take Fresno. I would. I think they I are like as it, good would. as each other, and the line makes sense, personally. Yeah, Fair. Yeah. I think it's a little bit uh, rich. They theorized I liked, I would like the under. This uh, It's been bet up a little bit, and it was actually a – gross over i kind of liked i didn't bet it i didn't get get the number in but i hate fresno why did you defend fresno fresno stinks if i know curi- i was very shocked that you if were you're curious it. matt fresno is the second worst team for kempom right ahead of and right now in the league God, i don't know 151 man they are pretty bad okay they're yeah. they're poor yeah uh but hey now they're going to cover now that we bash don't back san jose state i don't think it's a good bet i think it's a bad yeah. bet but what do i know all right chat mob part two that concludes us jim time for best bets which i believe goes to matt Yep, Matthew, lead us off with your best bet. Uh, Dayton, first half, minus four. I was going to take full game. I think it was sitting at seven and a hook on Bet Rivers last time I checked. I played full game, but I'm endorsing first half as my... Um, luck has been atrocious for my own bets this season. So all that is to say, please hammer Dayton, first half, minus four. I think they're just playing really well. Right now, they've kind of figured out what they have with who they have. And uh, Fordham has shown cracks after a pretty awesome non-conference. So I just think they dominate the paint today. 
kind of a tricky spot going to Rose Hill gym, but um, I, I just think they dominate the paint. That like this Dayton team has dropped like last year and had some weird losses. I think they lost at Fordham last year. I think they did up. too. Yep. Uh, no, they lost at LaSalle. La, la, uh, that was the mystifying one last two years year. Ago. LaSalle, but yeah. Okay. Um, we'll see. It's a should be a good uh, a good spot for Fordham. I don't know. Good good oh, luck, I, Matthew. Eileen Dayton as well, Matt. For to make it, they're just better in terms of like buy low from league or non league play and sell high from non league play. I think Dayton's the right side. But... Dayton's the right side. Uh, uh, Kai, or sorry, recap me. your best bet. San Diego State over 138 is my best bet. Go points, Jim. Points, yeah. Uh, Villanova and DePaul, a local game here just in the South Loop. I'm not going to attend, but I'm taking the under 141. Uh, Villanova, I think, just completely controls the tempo, keeps this game in the half court. Uh, DePaul actually defends the three pretty well. That's like the risk with Villanova is that you just get hyper-efficient shooting. DePaul run them off the line, forcing them to score inside the arc more. Uh, so I think between a little bit of slowdown and hopefully not a supernova-type offensive performance. We get an under game here, 141. Feel decent about that one. All right, that wraps it up for today. Good luck to Mr. Ganji in the chat and his nuclear net worth bomb on North Carolina. Goodness gracious. I might have to trail it. Uh, There you go. I might have to trail him. Hey, shout-out to Twin River Casino for letting him get $40,000 down on a game. That's great. Yeah, Yeah, more books should be like that. Not not, uh, (laughs) Not typical. But all right, thank you to the chat mob for sending in the questions, for hanging out. We always appreciate that. We'll be back tomorrow, same time. Maybe not. Uh, actually, it's a pretty awesome slate tomorrow. So we'll, we'll be good slate. It'll be it'll be a, it'll be a long show. Whoever's in charge will. Uh, but that's it. That's it for Tuesday. We'll see you guys Wednesday. Enjoy the games tonight. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.